Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. The Action Network Podcast. I'm just about that action, boss. Ready? All right, here we go. From the 10, throwing end zone. Spectacular catch. They're saying it's a catch. Touchdown. You see, most gamblers, when they go to gamble, they go to win. Oh, my God. That's incredible. Big bank, small bank, I like to make money. All right. That is the ultimate kibosh. You want to bet? And we are underway. What's up, everyone? Happy New Year. Welcome to the Action and Network podcast presented by BetMGM. Today, we've got our NFL player projections episode for the final week of the regular season, week number 18. I'm Chris Raybon of the Action Network. Joining me, as always, one of the top fantasy rankers in the game, the odds maker, Sean Kerner. Sean, Happy New Year. How's it going? What's up? Happy New Year. Uh, had, had another really good week. Went uh, 10 and 2, I think. So I, I didn't want 2023 to end. Uh, but here's <laughs> to a great 2024. And uh, yeah, how was your New Year's? It was good. Uh, I think it went 6 and 3. So no 10 and 2, but uh, ended on a good uh, good nice. note. So uh, I think I was right at 60% again for the year, like size totals props for NFL. Nice. So uh, another good year. But uh, year's not over. So Yep. Let's keep it going. Uh, this week, obviously, interesting because you have you know, incentives, we have rest, uh, so you know more things to factor in than usual. But I do know some people who are playing in their fantasy championships in week 18. I don't know why, but... <laughs> uh, Must be a I, mistake. No, nah, no, nah, definitely. It's not a mistake. Like, this, some people just, you know, some commissioners just don't uh, take out the last week, so... Wild. Uh, yeah, so this is... Still an important episode for for some of you, but even if it's you know you're not playing fantasy, obviously props, DFS, all that stuff, yep, uh, still important. So let's jump into quarterback. Who do you have in your top five? Ooh, I haven't even seen it yet. This is going to be fun. Uh, number one, oh, sorry, I have Dak Prescott, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Justin Fields, and Kyler Murray. Yeah, so I've so I don't. I don't know exactly how much Hertz is going to play, so I'm actually uh, knocking him down a little. So he's not in mine, but uh, mm. he would be obviously if if we knew he was going to play 100. percent um, We'll see. You know, the Eagles. I get they could technically jump up, but that would take the Cowboys losing. So um, I got Dak. I got Josh Allen, Kyler Murray third, Justin Fields fourth, nice. and then C.J. Stroud uh, fifth. Who are you high on? Um, I am high on Tyrod Taylor. Uh, against the Eagles. Uh, he's my QB 13. Um, you know, he's coming off just a really great game, 319 yards and a touchdown through the air, 40 rushing yards uh, against the Rams. Um, he has the highest big-time throw rate, according to PFF, over the past two weeks at 11%. He's just playing really well, and he's he's an actual functional, you know, NFL quarterback, unlike Tommy DeVito. I know Tommy Cutlets is fun and all, but Tyrod Taylor is a legit quarterback in my opinion so I love him this week you know it helps that Darren Waller's back Waller looks you know 100% right now 
uh, and they get to face an Eagles defense that has been an absolute disaster. And like you mentioned, they might be resting some key players too. So that's going to only make it even better. So I consider Tyrod, you know, a fringe QB one uh, with so many, you know, high end QBs potentially resting this week. I, I love him this week. Yeah, he looked really good last week. Uh, aside from that one throw to Saquon uh, on the two point conversion, which I don't know what he was thinking on that one, but <laughs> yeah, he's uh, his he was using his legs. I think that's what really gives him that that upside because a lot of the other quarterbacks we mentioned, you know, it's Dak, it's Allen, it's Kyler, it's Fields, like those guys. To to keep up with those guys, you're probably going to need yeah. some some rushing points. So, uh, like Tyrod as well. Uh, I'm going with a quarterback who does not run though, uh, Derek Carr. <laughs> probably the first time while you ever been high on him. But with so many quarterbacks uh, probably sitting this one out or not playing the full complement of snaps, I think Carr is an interesting play. I have him as a top 12 quarterback against the Falcons, who are 29th in DVOA against the pass, but number eight against the run. So they are pass funnel. Carr's had multiple touchdown passes each of his last four games, averaging two and a half touchdown passes per game over his last four. So, you know, talked about Carr at the beginning of the year he kind of takes a while to get the scheme and the new system down uh so this is the time of year where if I'm going to invest in Carr uh this is it and you know indoor game always a a bonus as well uh Shahid Olave look like they're good to go Uh, so like Derek Carr uh this week against Atlanta who are you low on Uh, I'm low on Baker Mayfield, he's my QB 17 uh, against the Panthers. And it, it might actually seem like a good time to invest in him. You know, he had another good game, you know, 300 plus yards, two touchdowns last week. Um, you know, he also has some really good incentives. There's almost too many to list, uh, but he can make a ton of money this weekend if he maintains. It's like top five in the NFC or top 10 in the NFL. And like a handful of categories, I think he's pretty much locked up in a lot of them. And some of them are efficiency based. So, considering this is you know a legit like playoff game for them, they they can clinch the four seed in a playoff berth with a win. Um, I don't think we're going to see anything funky here in terms of him like trying to get incentives. So I can see the you know the Bucks just being extreme run heavy here. Uh, it was interesting how run heavy they were against the Saints, even once they fell behind. Even the announcers were kind of baffled how run heavy they still were. Uh, then eventually they got down by so much that forced them into a passive game plan. And that's kind of why Baker ended up with such a good line. But this week, you know, against a run final defense like the Panthers, I could see Rashad White uh, just going off here. So it's going to come at the expense of Baker potentially. So um, he's a guy I just think has a lower ceiling this week as a result and why he's all the way down to my QB 17 this week. Yeah, he's an interesting one. That Panther defense also because they – don't have many leads they they don't give up much to quarterbacks I believe they're giving up the fewest fancy points to quarterbacks in the league so yeah tough tough matchup even though it's not a tough matchup like you wouldn't think it's a tough matchup between the two and 14 team tough matchup for quarterbacks I had um CJ Beathard's pass yard under 219 and a half against the Panthers he had a buck 55 at the half and finished with a buck 78 like that that kind of shows you how how good, uh, like how, you know, quarterbacks just aren't putting up numbers. I wish I got on that too. You just told me 219. I don't, that never crossed my mind. But yeah, that is way too high for Beathard, uh, especially against them. Uh, same thing with like Jaron Hall. Had, his prop was like 225 and hindsight should have crushed the under there. But yeah, this is not a matchup where quarterbacks typically go off either way. Yeah. So for me, the guys I'm low on, I'm just I'm just going to name guys that I think are in danger of potentially um, mm. not playing a full complement of snaps. 
uh, Jalen Hurts, you know, he's still the consensus QB two. I think he's endangered because I, yeah, I, I don't know how much stock the Eagles are going to put into the Cowboys potentially losing, um, which, you know, could we could get some Mariota, especially because Hurts has been kind of gimpy all year. He looks he doesn't look like 100 percent. So I would think yeah. that if they can give him some time off or at least maybe not throw as much as usual, they probably will. So I, I think he's a guy I got to be careful for. Jared Goff for the Lions, you know, they're kind of locked into that. They're seeding. Um, Mahomes, same thing. He's he's almost certainly not going to play. Stafford, the Rams could, it's could you know, six or the seven seed. So that one is, you know, he's QB 14 in consensus. If we get word that the Rams are going to play it, you know, straight, then he would move up. But right now he's another guy that's kind of on my watch. Obviously, uh, Lamar Jackson doesn't look like he's going to play. Uh, Purdy, uh, not going to play almost certainly. So yeah. uh, just naming some guys that normally would be in, you know, that startable range that I think um, either you can't rely on them if you're playing this week or, you know, they're at, they're at risk for not playing, you know, your full snaps. Yeah, so Hurts, um, so if the Cowboys win, they can't really improve their seating, right? No, because they wouldn't, they would, they wouldn't win the division either right. way. Like, so, yeah, would, so I, I believe they would be stuck at five unless the Cowboys lose and the Eagles win. That's the only way. Right, yeah. So and they, they play at the same time, so they could be scoreboard watching where, let's say, the Cowboys get up by two scores. Uh, I'd be looking like potential. I don't know if they're going to be offering it because maybe they're ahead of this, but the in-game market for mm-hmm. someone like Hurts, like if the Cowboys get up, you know, it's going to correlate with Hertz getting pulled to maybe invest in his, you know, passing yard under or something like that. If the Cowboys get up in a completely different game. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's, I mean, either way, I don't think he should be ranked QB two because I do like there's, right. there's a good chance he doesn't play the entire game. Even if he does start. Cause I mean, kind of, you could kind of correlate Hertz's snaps to the, like the uh, commander's odds of winning the game. <laughs> that's well, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. No, like, yeah, if, the, yeah. if the Cowboys get up big, that's going to directly impact Sirianni yanking Hurts. Um, so it's a unique thing where different games court. This is the only week really where it happens, uh, but different games can impact sort of the game script and playing time of specific players. So I think Hurts. Yeah, QB two. That that's interesting for like people that are still in season long leagues and playing. You know, in the finals. Yeah, that's that's too dicey to be considering him QB two. But I'm thinking more in terms of just like in game player props. All right, let's. Uh go to the props uh i think i went two and oh you went oh and two last week oh boy um <laughs> yeah yeah i think you got bit by Kincaid and uh it was naji i forget who it was but uh either way i'm gonna go with let's go with baker mayfield because I, I i do think people have kind of been riding him um and you know he is you know the bucks do have to win but as i mentioned that panther defense such a hard one to get a read on because they're not a good team, but they don't give up many yards because they're not a good team. So I'm going to set Baker's passing yardage prop at 215 and a half. Wow. I thought I was pretty low. I had it around 230, but that, I mean, 215 does make sense. I'd rather be on his under here, but I'm going to have to take the over, but that, that is a good line and it, it's probably going to be lower than people think. But it, so if his prop is like 230, 235, you'd consider the under, right? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, the Panthers have given up 216 or more yards in five games. Yeah, <laughs> five games, and 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 uh, four of them came in the first six weeks. So wow. the last the last uh, ten games, they, they they've given up a 200 passer just twice in the last ten games. Well, they have been playing some really bad quarterbacks lately, but uh, 
either way, like it, every guy t- tends to finish below expectations, uh, mainly due to the you know the, the leading game script. Uh, but I did not realize it was it was that low. Yeah, and if like you want to go further, Baker Mayfield talk about below expectations. <laughs> Baker Mayfield as a favorite, I believe, is a, is like thirteen and twenty five against the spread in his career. Oof. So yeah, this is not necessarily a big uh, big Baker spot. All right, running back, we got top five. Uh, so I got Rashad White, Brees Hall, Jonathan Taylor, Bajan Robinson, and James Cook. What a top five! <laughs> yeah, like it's I don't I don't know where to go with this too. I feel like I'm gonna <laughs> well, it's gonna be totally different. <laughs> so I got James Conner number one. What? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Oh, like I can't Dude. even argue with it. I can't argue with it. Like there, there's no bad top five right now. He's passing the eye test That's, again. <laughs> he really is. Yeah. Um, yeah, James Conner, uh, number one, Jonathan Taylor, number two, uh, Rashad White, number three, Travis Etienne, four, and uh, Brees Hall, five. So, yeah. Nice. I mean, Kyron Williams would be there, again, if we knew the Rams were going to play it straight, but we don't. Right. Um, Taylor probably goes to number one if Moss is going to be out again, uh, but we also don't know that. Um, and, yeah, it's it's the mess beyond that. Yep. <laughs> uh, so, uh, who are you hiring? Uh, so since it's week 18, got to go, you know, nuts here. Let's go with Pierre Strong at RB 30 against the Bengals. Um, you know, the Browns clinched the number five seed. So they're likely resting starters, but I don't really know what that means with Jerome Ford and Cream Hunt. Um, you know, they could end up still playing and getting the normal snaps out, although I would doubt that, or they could just get benched outright. Um, and they could just lean on Pierre Strong to be, like the main back here, which which I think makes a ton of sense. So we'll know later in the week. Uh, but I think if that happens, it's a fantastic spot for Strong. You know, this Bengals run defense is something we've been picking on pretty much all year. Uh, they've allowed three different running backs to top 130 rushing yards over the last eight games. Um, so we'll have to see if we can read any tea leaves or get more clarity on this. But I think Pierre Strong could end up being like a RB2-3 flex option type this week. Yeah, yeah. I told someone that is playing in week 18, you know, I said, hey, watch out for Pierre Strong on the wire because um, I'm sure he's not. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, because, yeah, like, I just nice. think he's he's going to be that guy that, um, you know, kind of a little sneaky because, like you said, we don't really know the Browns already use, like, a two-and-a-half-man committee. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, Strong, sometimes he's in the he's in it, sometimes he's not. But, um, yeah, I could definitely see him, um, you know, playing a lot this week. And probably just a more run-heavy uh, offense because – with Joe Flacco, though, they're more pass-heavy, but, you know, be P.J. Walker this week, it'd be just more run-heavy also. So a lot, a lot of reasons to like him. I mean, we think. Who knows? Maybe, maybe they like Who P.J. Who just... Right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, for me, it's well, obvious. I already mentioned Connor. I mean, he's 110 yards from 1,000. So that that's another reason I think, Ooh. you know, it's not a traditional incentive or anything that I know of, but I think it would be cool for him to get another 1,000-yard season. Yo, I got to count for James Connor though. Tell me what you think of this. James Conner is the new Frank Gore. Oh, you think like like a, just I, a he, guy who's never going to age? Like he just he looks better and better. Like well, that, he's last when he's old on the Cardinals, then he looked like and he's young on the Steelers. Yeah, that is true. I mean, he looks phenomenal now. Uh, I think he'd have to play uh, another ten years to reach uh, Frank Gore's <laughs> status. I mean, he, he looks pretty spry. He looks pretty spry I, right now. <laughs> yeah, I keep I keep thinking, you know, he's going to slow down, but I, I agree. He's he's like getting better with age. He's like a yeah. fine wine. So uh, we'll see. Yeah, next year, uh, I'm not going to underrate him at all. Like, I think he's still got a couple 
uh, years left in the tank. But yeah, if, if it's uh, 2028 and we're still talking about him as an RB2, then he will, uh, you know, be, be a Frank Gore type back. But that's that's a good comp. Yeah, just getting ahead of it, you know, like, because yeah. uh, I, I, it's like, I'm just like, wow, like I'm watching this guy and it's not even just, you know, sometimes dude just put up a couple of big games near the end of the year, pad stats, but like, he just looks good like, every yep. time he carries the ball. Yeah, so Connor's one, you know, Seattle is uh, 23rd in run defense DVA. Mm-hmm. They, they've struggled on a, to stop uh, people on the ground. And then uh, I'm going to say Elijah Mitchell. It could be Jordan Mason, uh, but essentially whoever the 49er starting running back is when we get more clarity. They did give Mitchell most of the work last week, although that was still for the number one seed. So there's a chance they just put Mitchell on in bubble wrap. McCaffrey's already ruled out. Mitchell could go on bubble wrap just because – he struggled to stay healthy so much. Then it would be Jordan Mason. But as of right now, uh, it still seems like uh, it would be Mitchell. So, because, you know, when the playoffs come, they don't even use McCaffrey. Uh, I mean, they don't even use a backup to McCaffrey usually. They're going to play McCaffrey like 100% yeah. snap. So they may just use Mitchell, let him kind of catch up and, and pad some stats. But either way, I think the Niner running backs are, you know, ones to watch because – the Niners always beat the Rams. I don't know if, you know, who knows who's resting who or what, but this I don't think this Niner team, you know, even if they're resting starters, is by any means just going to put up a dud. You know, they, they have a decent backup in Sam Darnold. Um, you know, that, that offense is still a, a good schemed offense. So I, I do think it's important to kind of pay attention to who who's going to start at, ba- at running back for the Niners. All right, who are you low on? Uh, well, I'd hate to do this, but it's Kyron Williams. He's my RB15 right now against the Niners. Obviously, a ton of uncertainty here. Um, and he's got to be, what, the, the fancy MVP this year. I, I would imagine he's yeah. the most valuable pick this year. Um, and, you know, the Niners probably going to rest most of their, or a lot of their starters. So someone like Fred Warner being out will just make this an even easier matchup. So I could end up having Kyron Williams as my RB1, but... Um, the Rams, you already mentioned, they don't really have much to play for here. They'll either be the six or seven seed. And just McVay is known for not playing his starters at all in preseason, like never. So it, he does seem like the kind of coach that if he doesn't have to play this, his starters, he probably won't want to. And even if he does, I can't imagine him wanting to give Kyron, you know, 20, 25 touches here. Um, so I think if he does play, they, they at least want to limit his workload. Maybe we see more Ronnie Rivers and Royce Freeman here. So um, if he does play, you got to start him or use him in most formats and things. But um, when it comes to like DFS or maybe player props, I think his, his floor is a lot lower this week. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And same thing. I'll just name some other guys that I'm kind of worried about that the consensus has ranked as RB, you know, higher than, than I would. Uh, Jameer Gibbs. I think he's another guy at risk of, you know, not seeing a full workload. I mean, he's just so explosive and the Lions are pretty much locked into to their seating. So I don't think he should be ranked RB7. And uh, even David Montgomery, um, you know, he's RB28. Uh, that could be risky as well. Um, just, you know, depends on what the Lions want to do. That's one to monitor. DeAndre Swift at RB10. I mean, the Eagles have four backs. They actually had four backs active last week, although Penny didn't play. So that's that's something if that happens again, I, I do mm. this might be a big Boston Scott game, Kenny Gainwell, maybe even Rashad Penny just, you know, gets featured here. So um I would not trust him as a top ten back. Uh Isaiah Pacheco, RB sixteen. I think he he'll probably sit. You know, I uh, I mean I know Edward Ware is hurt, but um, you know, they they got uh, Keontae Ingram down on the practice squad. They got Piran. Denaric Prince is still around, I believe. So mm-hmm. I, I doubt Pacheco plays. He's been struggling through some injuries this year. 
Gus Edwards, another one. Um, might play, but I don't know if he gets a full complement of snaps if he does. You know, the Ravens, I, I look back the last time, they rested guys in 2019. Um, and it was it didn't work out well for them. Then he got blasted by the Titans uh, <laughs> after, the, um, after they arrested guys and they had a bye. So maybe they play guys, but um, it was mainly the quarterback that rested in, in that game. So like, you know, mm. I think Marquise Brown was the number one receiver at the time. He he played a decent amount of snaps. So I don't know if any Ravens skill player rests like the entire game or even most of it. But I do think this is a, you know, the the running back rotation is already kind of uh, unpredictable a little bit. So I think this is one where you could see, you know, all three guys get equal snaps or something like that. So Gus Edwards, um, still not a guy I would prefer to start, um, yeah. you know, in, in the flex or anything like that, even if he's going to be active. Where are you going for the prop? Let's let's just do the battle of our RB ones. So each guy we have <laughs> ranked number one this week. I have Rashad White. You have okay. James Conner. Uh, I you I you should be going with somebody specifically in this, but who will have more half PPR points this week, Rashad White or James Conner? Well, since you is uh, do I get like a half point favor? Uh, straight or something? up, baby, straight up. But, but I mean, what if they tie? Like, I need a, I need a, I, or at least like. Who's the, you have white first, so you should give me at least like I a will tenth give of a you, point. <laughs> I will give you a tenth of a point. Um, so if they tie, you win. Absolutely. Oof. Yeah. That, yeah. I. Jeez. Yeah, because I do. I do feel like I will say I think um, White has a higher floor just because. Yeah. Um, he's not giving up. He's not seeding many snaps. Whereas Connor, um, you know, sometimes. If there's like a lot of pass snaps, he won't play as much. So yeah, that's tough. Yeah, I, I'm gonna still go white, even though I have Connor rank higher. I, oh. I think white. Yeah, I think white has a higher floor. I think white has a higher floor. Shit. So well, I'm rooting for your number one rank then. Damn it. <laughs> uh, yep. Yeah, that's I, good. I need that's... a couple couple touchdowns from Connor. That'll do it. Hey, you might get. Some, although you know who looked good last week? Michael Carter actually looked really yeah. good too. So I don't know. It's maybe, I mean that Arizona line is coming along well, at least. So that's uh, that's good news for them. But uh, yeah, those backs no. just looking good out there. As a reminder, the Action Network podcast is presented by Bet MGM. Use bonus code Action when signing up to get up to fifteen hundred dollars paid back in bonus bets if your first bet loses. For new users in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kentucky, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. Terms and conditions apply. Must be twenty-one or older. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred GAMBLER. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate Cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations so you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology, real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. Wide receiver, top five. Wide receiver. Um, so let's see. 
CD Lamb, Tyree Kill, Amon Ross St. Brown, Justin Jefferson, and Michael Pittman Jr. Yep, I got Lamb, Hill, Pittman, Jefferson, and Mike Evans. Uh, the Browns, both like um, AJ and Amonra, just again not hundred percent sure what mm. the um you know what the playing time is going to look like, so I just knocked them down. But uh, yeah, that's something to monitor. Uh, who are you high on? Uh, I'm high on DeAndre Hopkins this week. He's my wide receiver fifteen against the Jaguars. Um, you know they they definitely want to play spoiler this week against the Jaguars, but uh, Hopkins is a guy where I think the incentives <laughs> could come into play. He has some pretty nice incentives here. Uh, he'll get a uh, quarter million dollars with seven receptions. So it's pretty close to what you'd be projecting for him, or it's, you know, at least attainable. So, you know, just getting an extra couple targets to do that is certainly possible. Uh, and he gets another quarter million uh, for two more touchdowns. Um, so again, these, these incentives for, you know, a player who can certainly get there. Um, and in a game where they, they don't have anything to play for, you're more likely to see some, shenanigans uh between him and i don't know if it's gonna be Tannehill or levis but uh, certainly they're gonna feed him the ball here they should anyway so this is just a situation where i think both things kind of like line up here and i think he's gonna be a great play and dfs props season long uh so he's my wide receiver 15 to open the week yeah i mean the only thing is the jaguars definitely have something to play for so they they i, I hope they don't like triple team or something knowing <laughs> knowing this um because certainly uh, possible yeah, but I mean, either way, the Jags haven't been great against the pass. Um, well, they they were earlier in the year. They've kind of fallen off a little. Uh, let's see, what are they? Yeah, 13th against number one wide receivers. So, yeah, they've kind of average. Yeah, they so. had, uh, you know, like Tyson Campbell and Andre Sisco were out a handful of games. So, their their secondary is at least healthy now. Uh, but they, they've been kind of shaky in the second half of the season for sure. And they play so much zone that it's really tough for them to – I mean, they'll do – you know, you could bracket guys, but like a true double team – it's harder in in zone yeah. coverage, so yeah, it shouldn't shouldn't be too much of an issue for for Hop. I am high on Jordan Addison. He is the consensus wide receiver fifty. Well, uh, yeah, he ran around a ninety two percent of the dropbacks last week. Now we don't know who's going to start. I'm, I'm guessing it's not going to be Hall. Uh, if they didn't <laughs> just say say yeah. it, so I'm guessing they go back to Mullins. Um, but either way, I think um, like just that, just having him on the field, you know, ninety to hundred percent of the snaps. He's 146 yards away from a thousand. He's a touchdown away from having 10 touchdowns on a year. So he's a guy that, you know, they could, and he, you know, he can get points in a hurry, go deep, want to beat one-on-one. So um, especially if the lions are resting guys on, I mean, they can't afford to rest guys on defense. I mean, they can, but if they do, it's going to be just a, uh, like a cake matchup for, you know, the opposition. So, I, you know, this line defense has been one of the worst in the league. Um, you know, for the last couple of months against the past. So I think uh, I think Addison is sneaky, even if the Vikings have, you know, quarterback question marks. Uh, who are you low on? Um, I'm low on Jackson Smith-Njigba. He's my wide receiver 37. Um, you know, it's against the Cardinals. Uh, it's a good matchup. Um, but last week, you know, he, he bailed out fancy managers with his 12-yard touchdown catch. Uh, that was his only catch last week. Um, this could be a, a tougher matchup for him, just considering how much car the Cardinals use zone. Uh, they use zone at the fifth highest rate. Uh, he's averaging a full yard lower per outrun against zone. Tyler Lockett's the opposite. Tyler Lockett averages more than a yard uh, per route run uh, against zone. So it could be a sneaky bounce back spot for Lockett. Uh, plus, this could just be you know a more run heavy game plan. 
against the Cardinals, a game where the Seahawks could be leading, which means they, they'll be using less 11 personnel. So JSN's routes run rate might take a bit of a hit here. Uh, but overall, you know, I think he's had a solid rookie season. Um, and like next year, I'll be looking at investing in him, especially, you know, if they move on from someone like Tyler Lockett. But just for this week, I would lower expectations just a tad. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's that the Seahawks, you know, they they're probably going to try to run the ball here mm-hmm. and get out of there with uh <laughs> get get out with a win if they can and and not go too crazy. But uh yeah, uh, looking forward to JSN going forward next year. Um so yeah, same thing here. I'm just going to name some guys I think are, you know, could be playing time questions. AJ Brown, wide receiver 4, that's way too high. I think considering the Eagles, you know, could pull guys in the middle of the game. Amon Ross St. Brown, you know, same deal. Uh, Lions kind of locked in. Who knows what they're going to do? Puka Nakua and Cooper Cup, they're both top 15 ranked. Um, you know, we don't know what the Rams are going to do, but you make a good point that McVay almost always uh, goes airs on the side of caution when in the preseason. So, I mean, you know, maybe they just, you know, they if you were the two seed, I mean, if you were the seven, if you dropped to the seven seed, if you're the Rams, you would go to Dallas. They already got just pasted by the Cowboys earlier in the year. So maybe they, they play it for real and say, hey, we got to get the highest seed possible. Um, so that in that case, they'd be fine. But just something to monitor. Rasheed Rice, I know he's a rookie, but wide receiver 11, you know, he has become the, one of the most important offensive players on the Chiefs. So not sure if he plays, even though rookies don't tend to sit out as much, um, but still be a little bit worried about him. Uh, and then Devontae Smith only because he's already banged up. I think he was in a boot, so who knows if he's even going to hmm. be healthy enough to play, but uh, he's ranked inside the top 20. I uh, don't think he should be there, even if he is active, because I can't imagine them uh, pushing it too hard with him. He's another guy very important to their uh, playoff chances. All right, let's see. For the prop, let's go Darius Slayton. He's been interesting. Hmm. Tyrod, he seems to have, get, have more big plays with Tyrod Taylor's. He's kind of emer- approaching that kind of fringe startability um, three straight games with 63 or more receiving yards. So let's go with him. Obviously, the, the prop is not going to be that high, but I'll go 39 and a half Ooh. <laughs> for Slayton. I had uh, 38 and a half was my cutoff. Um, <laughs> I do like, I mean, I love the matchup. Uh, I mentioned, you know, Tyrod's big time throw rates through the roof right now. Um, I'd be willing to invest in his upside. Give me the over here. Yeah, I think that's the right way. Yeah, uh, it's it's it is tough to set his line because he's it's you know how much of it is Taylor, how much of it is just right. you know, playing a lot. But either way, I mean, this Eagle team gives up the most most production of wide receivers, so another yep. good matchup on paper for him. All right, tight end, who you got in the top five? All right, this is a fun one. Um, Trey McBride, Sam Laporta, Jake Ferguson, Evan Ingram, and Dalton Schultz. Yep, I got uh, McBride, Engram, Ferguson, Schultz, and Kincaid. So nice. yeah, Laporta, kind of, yeah, just not sure if he's going to play. Um, right. So, yeah, that's the only reason he's not in the top five. But uh, who are you high on? Uh, yeah, so I'm high on Dalton Schultz. He's in my top five. Uh, Must-win game here against the Colts. Um, and both Robert Woods and Noah Brown got banged up. Uh, obviously, Tank Dell's on IR. So it could be just a big Schultz and Nico Collins game. This week uh, against the Colts defense that uses zone at the highest rate. Schultz typically gets a boost against zone. Uh, he also has has some nice incentives this week as well. Uh, I believe if he gets six catches, uh, he gets quarter million dollars. And I think four receptions gets him a quarter million too. I need to double check that. That's not why I'm projecting him so high. But uh, just I think with the 
must-win game. Again, we won't see uh, too many shenanigans when it comes to these, but I think he's set up for a big game, and it doesn't hurt that he has some financial reasons to go off here as well. Yeah, absolutely. He's in a he's in a good spot uh, this week. Uh, just either way, I mean, I think he's he's one of the top top plays at tight end. Uh, I, I'm high on Kincaid. Uh, like him this week. You know, Dawson Knox got banged up, so he's got a. I think it's, he was in the protocol. He mm. left with a head injury, so I mean, we'll see what happens with that. But either way, you know, I think uh, this is a game where the Bills, no must win game. Bills going to have to do some, might have to do a little more throwing than they've been doing. Kincaid did bounce back with four catches for 87 yards and seven targets uh, a week ago. So like him, just with all these tight ends, you know, potentially sitting out. I yeah. think Kincaid is back in the, the mix, especially if Knox. Uh, sits out this week. Uh, who are you low on? Uh, I'm low on Isaiah Likely. Um, I think, you know, just with the Ravens having clinched the one seed, um, you know, it's, you've already mentioned it. We, we don't know what they're going to do. Um, I, I don't think uh, resting starters will be something that applies to Likely. We'll, we'll see. Um, uh, if He might be ruled out. If, if he's ruled out, great. We know not to play him. But if he's active, I'd be very careful because he is the type of player. I don't think they'd want to play the entire game and risk him getting hurt with Mark Andrews already out uh, for the rest of the season. So he likely is a key player. Um, if anything, you know, he'll, he'll maybe start play a quarter or two, uh, but I could see them wanting to get uh, someone like Charlie Kohler, Kohler more work here, get him some reps. Um, so he could end up handling most of the snaps here. So likely he's all the way down my tight end 17 because I'm assuming he's not going to play the full game but this is just something that we'll have to monitor uh throughout the week yeah absolutely you did start to, I mean even in the blowout last uh last week you mm. start at color set a season high for uh for snaps yep. and, and pass snaps so yeah we might see uh more of that this week for me it's uh a few guys Laporta obviously I don't think tight end three a bit risky uh Kelsey's probably not going to play Goddard even um, could be pulled mid game, so tight end six I think is a little rich for him. Kittle probably not going to play tight end, so shouldn't be ranked tight end eleven. And Najoku tight end fourteen, another guy who I mean he's been playing mm. so well that I don't know if they're going to risk it with him uh, either because they're kind of locked in to what they're doing now. He I mean he is like 118 yards away from a thousand, so I mean maybe maybe he wants to get that, but um, yeah he's a, he's a guy who just. I would monitor at least because yeah, if he's if he's active, that probably means he does want to chase incentives. But if he's not, yeah, um, you know, obviously that's going to be an issue. So, uh, where are we going with the prop? Uh, we are going to go directly to Johnny Munt. That's where we're going. Because <laughs> okay. um, uh, he basically took over the T.J. Hawkinson role. So curious to hear like how you're projecting him because um, he could be you know a potential like top twelve option. Uh, this week, uh, if you're buying into his usage, but um, I'm going to set his line at 31 and a half receiving yards. Uh, I'm going to go under. <laughs> he, yeah, uh, I think he had like a bad drop or something last week. Oh. But yeah, it's odd. I, I, I would have thought Oliver would have been the guy, but yeah, yeah. Monk ran around on 82% of the dropbacks, which is right exactly almost where TJ Hawkinson is. So <laughs> yeah, his Oliver's role didn't change. Months did, but. Yeah, quarterback questions. I think I think this is a Jefferson Addison game. Uh, so yeah, I'll go. I'll go under. All right, that was a risky prop. I know. I mean, it's definitely interesting, 
but yeah, I mean, who knows? But I, I mean, I, I would, I would not have guessed that he would have continued to, to play the Hawkinson <laughs> right. role because I mean, he's kind of known as a blocking tight end. He's barely used to get on the field, um, you know, outside of a few goal line snaps. So yeah, yeah he's flashed at times, but I agree. I, I thought it was gonna be Josh Oliver, but we can't, we can't deny the data. No, no, no. He's two, two games in a row now. He's been yeah. that lead guy. So, all right, that's going to do it for our Week 18 NFL Player Projections episode of the Action Network podcast presented by BetMGM. For more great fantasy content from Sean and I, be sure to check out our full fantasy preview episode out right now over on the Fantasy Flex podcast channel. If you're into betting, of course, be sure to check out my weekly betting preview episode every Thursday with Stucky right here on this channel as well as our Best Bets episode each week uh, with Brandon Anderson, Luke Swain, and the other action experts. Also, be sure to check out the Action Network Discord. Link in the episode description, actionnetwork.com, for all of our NFL fantasy and betting content. Fantasywebs.com for our DFS tools and models. You can find Sean on X at the underscore oddsmaker. I'm at Chris Raybon or at those same handles on the free award-winning Action Network app. Until next time, let's get this money. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.